The world was made through him, yet the world knew him not. He came into his own people, and his own people did not receive him. But to as many as received him and believed on him, he gave the right to become sons of God, who were born not of the blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but by the will of God. And we have beheld his glory. Glory is the only begotten of the Father. Father tells us through the Holy Spirit that Jesus, he was the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all, firstborn of all creation. All things were created through him, things in heaven, things on earth, visible and invisible, for there be thrones or dominions, principalities, authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things, all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning. He is the firstborn from the dead. That in him, that in him, all can be reconciled, things on earth, things in heaven, through the blood of his cross. And you and I, who were separated from him, hostile of mind, evil in our works, he has reconciled through the body of his flesh, through death, to make us holy, blameless, and irreproachable for his Father. That's what the Father says about the Son. That's awesome. Everything, everything was created through him, everything was created for him, and in him everything holds together. Even Lucifer himself today would not be alive unless Jesus was holding everything together. Everything is held together by Christ. So what did Jesus say about himself? He said, I am the way. I am the way. Now when we think about a way, what do we think about? Do we think about a highway? Do we think about a direction? Do we think about where we're going? Yeah, all those things. He says, I am the way to the Father. He says, no one, no one comes to the Father except by me. No Buddhist, no Hindu, no one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way. We look at him, he gives us direction. I'm the way to live. I am the life. He shows us what it will look like to be a husband who loves his wife as Christ loved the church. He shows us the way. He shows us the way to conduct ourselves in the business world. He shows us the way to conduct ourselves in all our relationships. 
And the way he shows us is, again, this way of humility. This abiding. This abiding in him that actually what he can do, that he will live his life through us. Because that's what he did with his father. He lived in humility before the father in a dependent relationship upon the Holy Spirit. And the father had his way through Jesus. And that's what he wants in you and I. He wants to have his way through us as we live in humility and dependence upon him. Jesus said of himself, he said, I'm the truth. I am the embodiment of all that is true. All that is real. He says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That doesn't mean that we have some extra information that all the lights come on. No, he is the truth. And Jesus came to set us free. He came to set us free from all those things that have captured our hearts and our minds that we depend on that are not him. And those very things that have captured our hearts and minds that we depend on that are not him keep us from depending on him, keep us from abiding in him. What happens is our affections become our afflictions. And they become the source of all the fear in our life. If you woke up this morning fearful of something, if I woke up this morning fearful of something, where did the fear come from? Well, the fear comes from the fact that I'm insecure about something. Something's moving, something's breaking. And where does insecurity come from? Well, I have secured myself, I have placed my heart, I have placed my trust in something that's not secure. It could be my health, it could be my career, it could be in my relationship. In this world, everything moves, everything breaks. But Jesus, who holds everything together. And that's his appeal. I'm the way to go. I'm the truth to know. You know, if you start following Jesus, it doesn't make a lot of sense. The life of faith is not knowing where you're going, but is knowing and loving the person who's leading you. God is not fair. God is not rational. God is not logical. You say he's not fair? No. He lets some people be born in North Korea. He lets other people be born in England. He lets some people be tall, some people short. Some people have some beautiful features. Some people have features that are... Not so beautiful. He's not fair. He's not logical, nor reasonable, nor rational. If you're going to take a city, you put the cavalry up front, then you put the archers, then you put the foot soldiers. That's not the way Father takes a city. <laughs> he puts the musicians up front, and then he puts the singers behind them, and then the soldiers. And instead of firing a bullet or arrow into the city, what does he do? Yeah, he blows a horn. After he's walked around the city, instead of going into the city, he walks around up seven times and blows a horn. Why does he act that way? Why does he work that way? So there's no explanation that that, for that to happen other than God showed up. And that's the way he wants you and I to live. No explanation how that happened other than God showed up. And that's what living a life of dependence upon him is. It's not knowing where you're going. It's not having it figured out. It's knowing and loving the one who's leading you and leading me. Is it scary? Absolutely. Often. But I tell you what, it's safer than any known way, and it's the most romantic life that you could ever live following Jesus. You know, the, and we're not here to be safe. People say, well, that's not safe. You know the safest place in the world is? Cross an L.A. freeway, 5 o'clock, blindfolded, holding Jesus' hand. 
Where Jesus is, is where life is. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. That's what he says about himself. He is the only life worth living, and only he can live his life through us. And that's what he came on this earth to do, to give himself for us. So he could put us in a relationship with him, that he could, to each of us as a presence, reveal himself to us and live his life through us. This is what Christ came to do. Robin talked about bringing heaven down to earth. The best way to bring heaven down to earth and God's plan to bring heaven down to earth is he wants to bring heaven down to earth in the life of you and me and every believer on the face of this earth by bringing the prince of heaven, Jesus himself, into this planet through you and through me. I am the way to go. I am the truth to know. I am the life to live. <laughs> That's what Jesus said. He also said, I am the bread of life. It's a picture of substance. It's a picture of something we need to eat. We need to live. For 40 years, the children of Israel ate bread from heaven that Father gave them. And Jesus said, you know, it was not Moses that gave you that bread. It's my Father. But he said, now, I am. I am the bread of heaven. I am the bread of life. Who who comes to me shall not hunger. He who ever believes in me shall not thirst. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the only source of satisfaction in the universe. Oh, there's other things that seem like they satisfy, but they're like carbohydrates. You'll always be hungry, and you'll always need more. He is the only substance that satisfies. Now, let me give you a picture of heaven and give you a picture of hell. You know what heaven is? Heaven is whatever need you and I have today amplified 10,000 times. Every need you have, every need I have, amplified 10,000 times and then fully and completely met in Christ. That's heaven. <laughs> whatever, you, whatever your need is, multiply 10,000 times and met and satisfied in Christ. That's what heaven will be like. But the converse is true of hell. Hell is every need that you and I might ever have multiplied 10,000 times and for eternity not satisfied. That, brothers and sisters, is a bleak picture. And you know what? This world is as close as you and I will ever get to hell if we're believers. But this world is also the closest place the closest place that sons of Adam will get to heaven if they don't accept Christ. This world is as close as they will ever get to heaven without Christ. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whosoever follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. What does light do? If you've ever been lost in the woods, you see a light, wow, it gives you encouragement, it gives you direction. You can't live without light. Plants lead life, life needs, needs light to grow. Life gives warmth, life gives direction. Light gives life. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. 
You'll never walk in darkness if you follow me. Are we confused about anything? Do we not know where we're going? Does life not make any sense to us? Well, he'll shine his light on you. He'll shine his light on our questions. Sometimes it's like walking into an attic. doesn't look too bad, and the light comes in, and all you see all these cobwebs. You might even see a mouse. <laughs> That's what happens when you get close to Jesus. He shows up all the stuff that hasn't been yet sanctified in us. And we confess our sin. We confess that. And he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. He, cleans. he never asks you or I to cleanse ourselves. He just asks that when he puts his light on it, for us to confess it. And then he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. He cleanses us from all that is not right in us. I'm the light of the world. Okay. If you've been sitting here this morning and you've heard everything that God said about his son, not everything, but you heard a lot about what God said about his son, and if you've heard just a few of those things that Jesus said about himself, there's about four others that we don't have time to talk about this morning. But if you heard what God said about his son and if you heard what Jesus said about himself, what are we going to do with that? Are we just going to go off and say, well, we heard another message? No, no. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't I want to put our hands, our whole life, in the person who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, through whom all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible? who is the first of all things, who holds all things together, and who has redeemed us. Who has redeemed us through the blood of his cross. If there's anyone this morning here who has never accepted Christ as their Savior, listen, you can come to him this morning, or better yet, you ask him to come to you, and receive the forgiveness he purchased on this cross. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you would prepare someone's heart today who hasn't done that to do that. It doesn't have to be a theological correct prayer. Just say, Lord Jesus, I, I want the forgiveness you purchased for me. And if you and I have already done that, let's go out of here this morning remembering that we are sons and daughters of the King of kings, of the Lord of lords, who sits on the throne, and his name every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord to the glory of God. <laughs> and neither height nor death nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God which we have in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me close this in prayer. Father, we thank you We just thank you for Jesus. We thank you for that life he gave. We thank you that he also said, I am the vine, and we're his branches. I thank you that as he abi we abide in him, he abides in us. And his life and his light and his truth is expressed and released into a dark and fallen world. And I pray, Father, that you would renew in each of us a desire to run into your arms, to let you kiss us, to let you caress us, to let you remind us how much you love us and care for us, 
and let you hear us let us hear you say we are the apple of your eye and let you hear let us hear you say i sent my son to die for you that i might have you as my precious son or daughter so father as jesus gave himself to you without reservation give us the grace to give ourselves to him without reservation that you might live your life through us without restriction we make this prayer in the name of christ amen